1: Hello and welcome to AVFC Extra. I'm James Rushton. Today I'm joined by John Townley of avillafan.com to discuss one player and one player only. We couldn't help but talk at length about the fantastic player that is Aston Villa's goalkeeper, Emmy Martinez. His performance at Brighton speaks alone, but for the performances he's had across the season, we couldn't not feature him for an entire episode. So here's me and John speaking at length about Emmy Martinez. You are listening to AVFC Extra. A no-nonsense look at the club we all love, brought to you by the Claret and Blue podcast. Oh, John, how are you getting on?
0: All good. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me uh, on the podcast. Uh, Yeah, can't can't wait to talk about the goalkeeper, the the man of myth, legends that is Eric Martinez.
1: Yeah, I've been. I did uh, reach out to you uh, ages ago, probably at the start of the season, maybe saying. Would you like to come on to speak about Martin? I think we can do something special. I mean, the guy has went from <laughs> we'll come on to this, the guy has, has went from strength to strength to strength. But John, firstly, could you just give yourself a quick intro for people who may not be aware who you are and what you do what
0: yeah, you do yeah. right now? Of course. Yeah. So um, I'm a university student at the moment at the University of Gloucestershire, but i have obviously been I don't know if you might have seen me on Twitter or something, um basically if you go to my Twitter, which is at John Townley 11, I've just got plenty of articles that just go up um, every other day, basically. So if you'd like to check those out, they'll just be on my Twitter. Um, I write for a Villa blog called a Villa Fan. You, you, the viewers, I'm sure, are probably well versed in what they do. They do some great stuff, um, and yeah, try my try my hand at all types of different writing, basically. So if you're into that kind of thing, different bits of analysis, features, whatnot, then yeah, be sure to check those out.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of you writing uh, these days. I think today, as i recording, I think when the episode goes out today as well, you did a, a you, re- you refreshed a piece about Jed Steer. So it, it's pretty topical what you've been writing about recently, John. And uh, I think I remember correctly, you did a piece on Jake Doyle Hayes a few times at uh, Cheltenham. Was, is that correct?
0: I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I'm based down in Cheltenham as well. Um, I work with Cheltenham Town, um, and they, you know, obviously gave me a good opportunity to talk to Jake Doyle Hayes couple of guys there at the moment from Villa, no, Indiana Vassalov has obviously joined too hopefully I'll get a word with him um, and that will hopefully go on, up on a villa website soon but yeah no um yeah just, just say check check my twitter out hopefully you'll you'll find something that you like on there I do all types of different bits and bobs so yeah there's, I'm sure there'll be something there that people will enjoy reading at some point onto the meat of the
1: issue then we're here to speak about Emmy Martinez today yeah. The first thing we need to speak about Emmy Martinez is how he joined because it raised a lot of eyebrows. I mean, in the mainstream, it did. I think a lot of Arsenal fans, Arsenal reporters, you know, people who followed Premier really, League very, very closely knew that Villa were onto a good thing with Martinez. But for the mainstream, seeing some spend, I think, what twenty million on on a goalkeeper, but it, it seemed a bit strange considering Tom Heaton was coming back from injury. They had Kalinic, Neuland, the potential to even look at bringing Rainer back in. It didn't seem like goalkeeper was a problem, John. But No. Yeah, well, from what we've seen, what did you make of that kind of intro, the the lead up to the the move even?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I remember watching the Community Shield Shield final and I remember him taking passes inside a six-yard box from David Lewis and whatnot and he's taking it with his right, passing out with his left. And I'm thinking, I know he's a good goalkeeper, but already I'm seeing a player that can probably play midfield, <laughs> you know, is that kind of quality. And I believe that, you know, as we go on through the years, hopefully Martinez will to be staying with us. And we can kind of build on that brand of football that Dean Smith is trying to install. I remember when Martinez did join, and I think when Smith phoned him and basically said you're going to be a big part of the dressing room. But not just that, you're going to be a big player um, for us full stop because he can take the ball in those tight areas, you can kind of you know use minks, use concert, install that real belief in the team like he did with Arsenal, because that Arsenal team was, you know, before Arteta came in, pretty much bereft of confidence. Um, And to have a goalkeeper, the standard of Martinez, the quality, you know, he kind of, as I say, really gave that team a belief. And with Villa, that's, you know, gone up to another level because we can't forget that we were that team that conceded the second most goals last season in the Premier League. So for one goalkeeper, who would only played about, what, 12 appearances last season during Project Restart, to come into a Villa team, as you say, almost, you know, on its... On its heels, most part of last season comes in and has obviously had a huge impact this term. Um, And as I'm sure we'll go on to touch about touch on, but you know, plenty statistics that kind of back up of how good a footballer he actually is, rather than just a goalkeeper that can keep the ball out of the back of his net, which you know everyone can see as well.
1: I think it's it's so odd because the situation with Arsenal and Martinez, they had Leno at the same time, a, a starting goalkeeper. And, and Martinez, who who took his chance when Leno went off injured and, and never really, really looked back. And it's funny you bring up that Community Shield one because that's a performance that really, in my mind, apart from the Villa stuff, defines Martinez because it, that competition, right, is defined as a Mickey Mouse trophy. It's in the eyes of teams who don't play in it or don't feature in it every season or every two or three seasons. No one really, it's, it's just the intro to the season. In its own right, it's probably some kind of prestigious uh, you know, opener season season opener, but Martinez was playing that game like a World Cup final and yeah. in his heart to hearts, he must have known this is either the last chance for me to impress on Arsenal that I am the first choice goalkeeper, or it is genuinely my last appearance in a um in an Arsenal shirt but yeah it it speaks to the kind of character he is and I think a lot about Martinez is that character because to be a good goalkeeper be an elite goalkeeper you need to have that character so what have you kind of found out about Martinez's character since he's joined Villa or even before?
0: Yeah I mean I remember writing a recent piece and I basically titled it as I I I mean Martinez has that sort of mentality to kind of match Aston Villa's ambitions because I remember watching him at the Majeski. I think it was Tyrone Minks' debut. It was February 2019, yes. I believe it was now, when we were obviously pro that season. Um, and he was in goal for Reading, and you you didn't mm-hmm. really notice him apart from that kind of blonde, dyed hair that he had. But, you know, to kind of think then, you're going to be having the Reading goalkeeper in two years that's going kind to of, you know be leading that kind of Premier League resurgence. Um, and back then, we didn't even think we were going to get promoted because we were obviously missing Jack Greenish. But we've kind of, Emi Martinez and Villa have kind of both met at a head almost of, you know, our, let's say Emi Martinez's career has gone in a really, you know, positive trajectory. And so is, you know, Villa. Obviously, we're now um, on course for European football in the coming years. And it's kind of just come towards a head, as I say. And, you know, it's brilliant to see that Martinez can now fulfil his kind of ambitions and everything that he's set out to achieve before in his career. And he's now doing it with Villa, a club that have been you know, obviously, well, we know where we've been in the last uh, decade or so. Um, you know, to have a goalkeeper that's one of our best goalkeepers in Premier League um, in general this season and one of our best uh, Premier League goalkeepers in history, to have that at this point of where we are, I think it's, you know, brilliant time for not just Martinez but also the club.
1: It's funny you speak about the Reading um, situation as well because... I do remember that that game. Um, it was, I feel, as you said, Tyron Mings' debut, and there was obviously yeah. a lot of other incidents in that game.
0: That
1: yeah, he on. Left uh, his stump on the game, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah was, I'm sure he won't appreciate us bringing that. He's probably said a, a few. He's had, probably had to apologise for that more than uh, anything else in his uh, in his yeah. life. But that game, I do remember. Martin has been such a frustration to uh, to Villa. And you don't think about the quality of the goalkeeper. You think about how frustrating they are to verse when yeah. he's an opposition goalkeeper. Especially when he's in the championship. Too. Yeah, because there's quite a few of them in the championship. As um, <laughs> People who probably played against Sam Johnston uh, last season found out. But, um, you know, I, I digress. He was fantastic in that game. And you, As I said, you never think about them their future, do you? Because they're opposition players. The same with the... Uh, I forgot his name, but the Bristol City goalkeeper in a few games, he really, really frustrated. Yeah, Max, but Martin, Max O'Leary. Yeah. There you go. That's why we've got you on, John, to, uh, to be yeah. the uh, resolution to my stumbles. But <laughs> the, the really important thing about Martinez is how he took that chance. And if you go back for the stats and these appearances... F- it's, it's it's like the obvious goalkeeping history. If you were to land the Wikipedia page of any kind of second-choice goalkeeper, this is kind of what it looks like. No starts for the parent club. They go out on loan to teams like you know Sheffield Wednesday and they start 10 or so games. They have a successful spell out at, say, a relegation-threatened championship team in the form of Rotherham, like Martinez, and they start eight games. They're looking up. Then they go on another loan spell to, to a Wolves and it it's middling back to the parent club. Few Premier League games here and there when there's an injury. Uh, maybe a European loan spell. Yeah. If we've, in Martinez's case, I think the one at Hatafi has mentioned a lot and it's not yeah. a good look for him. Not really a chance. Five starts. He's, he's he's not really hitting double digits of starts as he hits the age of 25. When he gets to Reading, though, that opportunity is there. 18 starts to, you know, five five or so clean sheets for Reading and that time Reading weren't very, very good at all. Yeah. Since he's took that chance, since Reading gave him that chance to start a, a run of games, he's not looked back. And I think that speaks again to his character. All he needed was a chance. And I think this is the perfect time to speak about his background because this is a guy, John. Left Argentina at the age of 17, grew up in that extreme poverty that mm-hmm. we listeners probably even couldn't imagine. Houses with no doors or windows, you know, walking five kilometres to school. It's that growth yeah. is crazy.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, I, I don't like using the rags to riches kind of tag because yeah. I think it's quite unfair sometimes. But, you know, this is, as you say, his father sometimes sometimes couldn't even afford to put food on his own plate and instead would opt to buy Martinez's, you know, first pair of goalkeeper gloves to kind of get him that move to Independiente and in Buenos Aires, which is about a two-hour journey from his family home. So sometimes he wouldn't even see his dad um, for months. And Obviously, you say then going to Arsenal. Um, so you say well documented the amount of loans that he's had. We you know we have players like uh, Matty Cash, Ollie Watkins, and Tyro Mings, even that have spent time in you know non league, different you know levels, kind of doing it the hard way. But it, I don't know if he even rubs shoulders with the kind of journey that Martinez has had. Obviously, it's much more well traveled in that sense. But so that you say the background, the way that he's done it, it's absolutely inspirational. And I remember thinking. You know, I'm almost proud that Martinez is our goalkeeper. Not just because he's, you know, comparable and statistically, you know, one of the best in the division, but for his story, for his, you know, the backlog of things that he's done with different teams, and you know, his mentality. As you say, you touched on the Reading um, low move just then. And I believe that at one point, I think Beal wanted him in that same Championship season, but he almost turned leads down. He was almost an automatic um, favourite. Obviously, what turned out to be. Um, wasn't the case but Martinez might have boosted their chances who knows Um, and he chose to go to Reading instead because I remember he he said that he firmly remembers when he was with Arsenal at the Majeski when they lost 7-5 in that League Cup game that crazy League Cup game in 2013 I think it was and he remembers the Reading uh, fans jeering him giving him a bit of sticks obviously that wouldn't have been his uh, best moment in an Arsenal shirt and I remember he he said, um, yeah, after he finished his time at Reading, all the Reading fans went up, pleading him to stay, you know, chanting his name at the um, full-time whistle in the last game of the 2018-2019 season. So, again, it kind of shows you that mentality of proving everyone wrong. You know, what well, as you say, his journey is very much a secondary goalkeeper's journey. As such, he's got it's just got that mentality that sets him apart. He's been at Arsenal for 10 years, but you wouldn't have known it. Um, but he certainly did. And, you know, we'll probably touch on, like, different bits of like the project restart and he's, how he's kept himself fit you know, his girlfriend was asking him in Project Restart why are you keep himself so fit. Why have you built a gym outside? He even had like a full-size goal in his back garden, so it's probably a big plot of land that he had. And his um his son would be throwing, Santi would be throwing the balls in this like ball launcher. Which if you if no one would know, it was basically for goalkeepers. You put a ball in this launcher and it goes at like so many miles per hour. Um, luckily for Arsenal, it, he wasn't injured from that. But um, no, yeah, and his story is so uh, you know so filling. It's very inspirational. But he deserves, you know. We could say Bern Leno getting injured was that kind of stroke of luck that you needed. But ultimately, to keep yourself in that kind of condition, well, like when he went to that Reading loan, his body body percentage fat was the lowest that he's had in his whole career. So he kept himself on tip, tip top condition, or you know, all his career. And you know, he's only twenty seven right now. You'd be thinking this guy's thirty two by the amount of low moves he's made. But no, it's amazing how kind of
1: at his peak and almost how far from his potential he could be. Because yeah,
0: it's, it's just
1: just the character that he is, yeah. like living on your own in Buenos Aires. I mean, yeah. at 12 with Independiente, um, the family as well. I think it was on Graham Hunter's podcast. A really, It's a really good um, conversation with Martinez. And I think um, Dan will be linking it into the uh, the show notes, in the description below. He's talking about, you know, my family's begging me not to go to Arsenal and the club have to yeah. sell me to fund the new stadium. And it's like, you have this choice. You go to Arsenal. It was probably the best movie of his life to go to Arsenal now where he's ended up. But, what if you stay at Independiente and become that club legend, and you know you, you're one of Argentina's greatest footballers on a on a local domestic level and uh, international level as a goalkeeper? You can make your name in that country. But you look at the cases of like the the Mexican goalkeeper Lermo Ochoa, who's one of my favourite goalkeepers for his uh, football manager legend status from a uh, 09 to probably FM 13, and as well as these World Cup displays from Mexico, and he kind of never got that same. Foreign opportunity as he was yeah. to move to Liverpool. Fantastic goalkeeper. And I, d- I just don't know kind of what went wrong. And it seems that's very similar to Martinez's case. Not necessarily like the, the growing up in the poverty, because I'm not sure where Ochoa grew up and came yeah. from, but Martinez's growth, taking a chance to Arsenal. And then it's even like you have a next hard step. It's not like you move to Arsenal and get that chance. You have to wait 10 years yeah. to not get the chance. And it's just. Mm. The way he speaks in that podcast about the frustration and how he balances it, the psychology, it's not just the exercise he does in the gym. That's fantastic. And the body fat, that's fantastic. It's like the control of the emotions. And he says there's the red and the blue emotion. And the red is like what the fans feel. It's if this goal goes in, we're not, you know, we're getting relegated. If this goal goes in, Jack Grill is never featuring for England. If this next goal goes in, we're not getting this. We, we have to focus on our new contracts, our transfers, our success. Whereas the blue emotion is, just got to make one more save. You've got to win this one more game. You've got to keep trucking. I think that yeah. is my kind of really layman description of his uh, intense yeah. emotional control. But it just goes to show, what. and I, it's just probably 16th time I've said it, the character he is. And that is so, regardless of the ridiculous saves will come on and, and his abilities yeah. in the game, the emotional control, He has as someone who has been through the mill, John. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he said Arsene Wenger told him when he joined, you'll be number one one day. But for that sort of manager to tell you that, and then it gets on to like 2014, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. You know, 2020 was the year that he broke through and that was under a different manager altogether. And we all know how long Arsene Wenger stayed at Arsenal. So, yeah. He's had psychological knockbacks as well. You know what must he be thinking when he goes to Rotherham in Oxford and doesn't really make much of that? Um, Just say, really, it's a psychological battle. I think he said that many times himself. Um, Psychological battle more than anything else. As I say, to have that kind of presence in your team, you know, cause think about the kind of the adulation Martinez must have had once he's lifted that FA Cup and Community Shield. Then making the move to Villa, and obviously, you know, we, we all know what he wants to do with Villa. He wants to get European football and you know, strive for the best at our club now. But, you yeah, you see like after the Wolves game, he's bringing all the players around for a big team huddle. He's clearly a massive presence in the dressing room. And he wants to, you know, he wants to be that leader in the team, whilst Jack Bridges might have the armband. He's very much like a Tyrone Mings, you know, that kind of last line of defence, but, you know, a massive voice in the dressing room in general. Um, I remember Arsenal as well. He, I mean, he's obviously going to be speaking uh, different bits of Spanish and Portuguese. Um, and he took uh, Gabriel Martinelli under his wing as well when he joined Arsenal, obviously, as, um, as a youngster a couple of years ago. And obviously, because Martinez is, is part of the furniture at Arsenal in many ways, even though he's been through so many different loan moves, he must have had 10, 12 pre-seasons at the club. So, you know, he's, he's taken Martinelli under his wing, you know, being um, that kind of old presence in the dressing room, probably one of Arsenal's longest-selling players too. So, yeah, he's that, again, that mentality definitely sets him apart, but it also puts him in good stead that other people can just learn off him not just in the footballing sense. You know, I'm sure he's brilliant with the upcoming goalkeepers that we have that obviously Neil Cutler's working with, you know, like Anodi and um, Oliver Zike, um, different you know guys like these. But just to be in that dressing room, you know, Ollie Watkins can learn a couple of things from him, you know, just his mentality. For example, in that West Ham game, um, obviously that wasn't his best moment in a village sure, and he probably won't have a, a worse game than that. Um, but straight away the day after he ordered Ollie Watkins to get on that training pitch and take, um, you know, so many shots against him. A body more if you know, the day after, and he didn't let one in. So it's that mentality that people can learn from. Um, you know, he's inspirational. The guy is completely inspirational, and it's it's a credit to the club that we've kind of um, identified that and made such a quick move on him when the um, summer window came around.
1: Yeah, and it's just how he's kind of. Many people may have used the frustration of missing out at Arsenal to develop mm-hmm. an entirely like new set of emotions and and grow that way, but it seems like. He's almost blanked out. And it isn't a negative being at Arsenal for 10 years. Maybe in some ways it is, but the learning he's done, the frustration, how he's built himself by watching. Because, look, he's probably had to see, you know, Almunia get his chance, Session get his chance, Fabianski, Manone. He's seen seen a lot of people come in and get their chance, grow up and get their chance, move on and get another chance. And he's been waiting there. And a a lot of the frustration, before we move on to his time at Villa, like... I get the frustration as to to why fans were upset with him moving away from Arsenal, but we've got, was there an an offer for Leno on the table? Like there there wasn't nothing you have to, there's an opportunity there to make 20 million and build your team in a different way. If you've got faith in Leno, carry on. They've now got the problems with having to bring in Matt Ryan or whatever. But for me, I feel like Villa have been the, uh, the massive benefactors of this deal. Martinez has went, if you thought he was good at Arsenal, what about this? This is something else. He's been fantastic this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And John, uh, before we get on to the, the time at Villa, the saves he's made, the performances, the West Ham one, the Arsenal one after, is he Villa's best goalkeeper? If not of all time, the Premier League era?
0: I mean, <laughs> I, mean I can't <laughs> say that. I've watched Villa before 2000 because I wasn't born. But um, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think he's got a bit, doesn't I mean, I don't understand how there could be a better um, goalkeeper at least over the first, you know, how many games he's played, 20 games or so for Villarreal yeah. um, in the Premier League. Uh, again, taking away that West Ham game perhaps, but the kind of the levels that he's set, um, very consistent and obviously very quality. But at the same time, these are just the levels that he had at Arsenal. So it kind of gets to that point again of what were Arsenal doing for those 10 years or at least three years before he made his, you know, project restart kind of um, uh, debut as such. Um, you know, so I'm not, I'm not sure they, what they had going on there. But again, you know, he's set different levels, and I, I'd presume he probably is going to be the best, or he will at least go on to be the best goalkeeper we've ever had in Premier League history. Because it's on a four year deal, he's here to stick around. You know, he hasn't just said, Oh, I want to get European football um, and then clear off after a season. Um, he's, he wants to break Brad Friedel's 15, 15 clean sheet record, and he's, you know, he's kept you know, in 54% of the games he's played so far for Villa, he's already kept, you know, 12 second most in the division. So, is already, you know, well over halfway of getting that. I'm sure he'll um, get that already. And that's a massive claim to being the best goalkeeper in the league. Because, again, we can't forget, apart from Matty Cash, this is a defence that considered the second most goals. And it's not just because Tyrone Mings, Ezra Contra and Matt Target have come on leaps and bounds. They've come on leaps and bounds, yeah. But that's also because they know they've got an absolute brick wall behind them. Um, yeah, it, it instals a whole belief across the whole team. Ollie Watkins knows if he scores the goal, the likelihood is that we win 1-0. Um, you know, 2 0 against Newcastle with different, you know, 1 0 against Wolves. The, the amount of results that we have that a couple of years ago released in the Premier League this decade, how many games have we won 1 0? 2 0? Probably isn't many, you know. We're never comfortable, are we, as Villa fans? But this season, your heart rate kind of just goes a little bit because it's it's more comfortable. I remember watching the Newcastle game and there was, there was no threat, and that's not just because Newcastle were poor on the day. It's I Emmy mean, Martinez just, really does just give that, um, you know, installs the belief and you can clearly see the um, impact that he's had on the team and it's only to say it's only been 20 games it's been you know just over half of the season now imagine what he can do over three or four years so you know it's exciting times ahead and yeah you know, can't wait to see what he can bring to the team in the coming years. So the stats line, I've got opposite. He's got twelve clean sheets or so
1: through how many games we've played. We, you know, we haven't finished the season yet. And Brad Friedel had fifteen in a yeah. full season, and that's the Premier League record. Mark Bosnich thirteen. Brad Friedel again with um, thirteen, and Thomas Sorensen even even had twelve himself in a season, which is you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing really to sniff at considering the teams he was he was playing in. Yeah. yeah. Martinez 12 already. Um Villa have it, as you said, Villa have massively improved. That is some yeah. some going in the in the Premier League era. Um I've got a stat from Rob Bishop as well. Um he says on Twitter it didn't count because it was before the Premier League in jest. But Jimmy Cumbs <laughs> kept might be Kumes, <laughs> kept 18 clean sheets in the third division in uh, 71 to 72. Which is a uh, which is pretty pretty fantastic. That was a forty two game season, so there's a lot of differentials yeah. there. The quality mm. of the teams in the third division in nineteen seventy, I yeah. can't really speak to at all. Right. But what Martin is doing, pretty fantastic. And look, Villa have been blessed with good goalkeepers in their own right. I mean, Tom Heaton, really really decent all rounder. Yeah. Even last season, Pepe Reina, probably not at the height of his powers, but. In terms of distribution, you've never seen anyone better with, with almost with the yeah. ball playing exactly like you said as a midfielder or your Nyland on his diet. Sometimes he could be that elite shot stopper. There was a lot of other questions about him, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Martinez is like not excelling any one of them, he's all of them almost at once. Absolutely. He probably isn't a better distributor than Rayner. He probably doesn't have these you know that the pedigree of some of these keepers who've at the like Nyland who's at the play in the uh, under 20s world cups and become the kind of second place in the golden glove against De Gea. but he has built on them and he has become what they all should have been and it goes to the question at the start why did Villa buy Martinez when they had Tom Heaton because Martinez is a little bit of everything just a little bit better and i think yeah. Great decision to buy him. The only low light of his time here was, but that West Ham game, and even then he was pulling off some stops. He was just probably yeah. the one or two shots that went through that he that hit his palms, and he probably could have felt. If I save those, it's a game changer. Yeah. Moves on against Arsenal, John. Yeah. Fantastic save against Granik Zaki. He pulled off a few, but the one against uh, Zach and the free kick comes in. He, he leaps. And it's like he gets the NFL wide receiver height and he doesn't save it with his fingertips which I thought was interesting he manages to get his whole palm to it it's it's such yeah. a comfortable comfortable save for something so extreme and dramatic and hes, he's his qualities in distribution amazing the quality and leadership amazing he didn't need to go to the under20s World Cup like nine he didn't need mm. to be a, a manu graduate graduate I got his chance at Burnley like Tom Heaton he didn't need to be elite like Pepe Reina. He had all those qualities already and they're coming through with this run of games at Villa. He's the best of all of the good goalkeepers we've had, which is uh, fantastic. But John, uh, what's his highlight so far of his uh, short Villa career?
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of speaks as much about the kind of player that he is Is than anything else. But I I don't think you can really look past his debut and kind of set kind of set set the standard. Um yeah. he, he became the first Premier League uh, the first Premier League goalkeeper for villa to keep clean sheet and to save a penalty in the same game at Villa Park on his debut. And you know, you can't really get too much better than that, can you? But um just going back on that Arsenal save, I don't even know if Shaka's free kick was going in, which it makes the save even better. It looked like he might have just been clipping the bar and it's like, mm-hmm. how on earth is he you know, that you're not supposed to get to those angles, Emmy, but he's managed it. Um and again that's the game after West Ham. After that, he follows it up against Brighton and keeps another clean sheet and makes how many saves? You know, he's going to save us between six to ten points a season, I reckon. Um, And again, it's scary to think of the levels that he can produce. He's only 27 years old. He's working under Neil Cutler. He's got a track record of um, improving goalkeepers like Did You say Nealand had his flaws, but, you know, look at that um second home leg. So second leg of the Carabao Cup last season against Leicester. That was... All, with, all due, with all due respect to Martinez we probably won't even see a better goalkeeper performance than what Neyland brought out on that on that night um, but you know different people that, different goalkeepers that work with Neil Cutler all say is, you know, magnificent in um, his job like Richard O'Donnell the old Walsall goalkeeper said he was one of the best coaches in the country in his opinion so for Martinez to be working under a coach of Cutler's quality and again it speaks volumes of where the clubs go and the infrastructure that we've put in place to let these players not only come to the club and do their part but also improve you know Um, so yeah that's you know really encouraging as well but no I again there's levels that he can reach that we can't you know I don't want to limit you know his ceiling is I don't know what that ceiling is but you'd be you'd be um, foolish to think or limit that um, because you said the way that the club's going the way that Martinez is playing um, it all bodes uh, terrifically well for the future
1: do you reckon he's the best goalkeeper in the Premier League at the moment then no, I'm putting you on the spot again. This is uh, it, it, actually the first no, question was harder. the best best one in Villa's history is either because there's a lot of uh, passionate yeah, fans you might remember yeah, yeah. from the 50s, but I, best in the Premier League.
0: Uh, I would make a shout for it, and simply because I think the only goalkeeper that you could say is better right now, if you're going to make an argument, would probably be Edison. That is mainly due to the fact that he's playing for Manchester City, um, and that's not to disrespect Edison in any way, shape, or form because the you know, defensive improvements that Man City have put on this season and for all to see, and obviously, you know, Ruben Diaz and et cetera, you know, big parts of that, and Edison plays as part two. But for Emi Martinez to come into a club, you know, again, we were we were all but relegated before Project, before project start kicked off. Even with four games to go, we were seven points behind, and all of a sudden we've, you know, magically turned it around and maybe had a pinch of luck here and there. But Emi Martinez, is, you can tell he's the kind of character that comes into a club and is not only a good goalkeeper, or a good distributor is, if be say he's got the mentality that kind of fits the club, and it's absolutely no surprise that he's leading from the back, which is something in itself. You um, know, it's not that he's just a good goalkeeper. We can talk for another couple of hours about all the stats that he's pulling out from, you know, you know, uh, goals saved and the different save percentages, and whatnot. But it's the way that he controls, not necessarily controls, it dictates the dictates in the tempo of games and whatnot. But he certainly sets standards um, in the dressing room. You know, I I remember when he comes and collects the ball uh, from an Arsenal cross when we won 3-0 at the Emirates, collects it and bowls it out for Grealish and Grealish leaves Hector Bellerin on his bum and then Olly Watkins scores. And that is largely down to Martinez's, um, you know, commitment to win the ball. I think last season, uh, during project restart, only Nick Pope claimed more crosses than Martinez. um, And then this, this season, Martinez has made 86 throws out of his box, which by no means is the most, but it's certainly not the least. But it seems like every game he's doing that kind of action where he collects the ball and bowls it out to Grealish, who he calls, obviously, the right foot messy. Um, you know, but it, it kind of proves how effective he is um, at kind of distributing the ball, doing it at the right times. As you say, he's kind of adopted that Pepe, Ron- Pepe Rennes, uh, like slice kick as well, which is always incredibly um, satisfying to watch. But no, he's, he's become an integral part of the team after only 20 games. I, I don't think he can really. You know, you can't knock that and there's certainly a claim to suggest he's the best goalkeeper in the league right now. He's certainly, you know, going through levels that we were watching again. You know, when he's playing with Arsenal, he's getting even better now. So, yeah, there's definitely a claim and, you know, I'll give it to him. I, I think he probably is the best goalkeeper in the league right now.
1: In terms of corners, it's really funny because a lot has been made of Villa's marking at corners and some of the dodgy things yeah. that can occur when Vestergaard beats John into a ball. But... I'm looking over it in terms of goalkeepers who've played the same, you know same amount of games as him he's only conceded two goals and you know the characters who only concede two goals obviously have good marking at defence, but it's people like Edison, Larice, um, Fabianski who are claiming these corners and at the other end of the table, you got Aaron Ramsey conceding four, to- Aaron um, Ramsdale, sorry, conceding yeah. four times the many. Even Gwede, who's a very good goalkeeper, conceding seven. Nick Pope conceding six. So Martinez is really, really effective at dealing with one of Villa's really like, bogey set pieces that we've uh, yeah. assumed. The, the post-shot goals, expected goals again. So this is the expected goals judges kind of the quality of the the area of the chance, the type of chance. The shot itself is post-shot, post-shot expected goals. So he's got, you know, a differential positive 6.4. So he saved 6.4 post-shot expected goals. You know, the, the only person who betters that in terms of um, shot stopping is Nick Pope. And these two, in terms of that shot stopping are on an absolute island Six yeah. times as much as Fabi Fabianski, Allison Johnston, who are for me Johnston has really made a name for himself this season Fabianski's brilliant Allison having a rough patch at the moment, those are the guys he should be aiming to be he's mm-hmm. in terms of this specific stat almost six times better he's having a laugh at the moment he's he's in a dream world where he's just everything is going so so right, and we've yeah. seen this before at Villa we saw it let like, I don't want to compare him to Brad Guzan, but Brad Guzan had one fantastic season at Villa. He took his chance, and you thought that's it. Now he's become he's had his chance. Brad Friedel's gone. Yeah. Guzan's the man. Great. Uh, we don't have the advanced goalkeeping stats; they weren't recorded at the time. I imagine they'd be pretty good because Villa were still a pretty awful team at, at that time under Lambert, and he was dealing very well with a lot he had chucked at him. He really declined after that. Probably not even full Probably a three quarters, half a season. I don't see that happening with Martinez. I think yeah. the chance he's taken is definitely a chance. He will never, it's, he's never looking back in my eyes because of, of all the stories he tells before we got this chance, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I managed my psychology. He didn't know what was going to happen to him in that Graham. He didn't know, you know, if he was going to move to Granada and be on the bench, whatever, like Villa took their chance, bought the, bought him and he's took his chance now at Villa. And man, I, he ain't looking back. Fantastic. No,
0: yeah, you mentioned the post-shot expected goals. You know, minus goals allowed is almost the formula that they use to basically outline. It's just say how many yeah. goals have they um, not conceded that they probably should have. Um, and last season during Project Restart, or at least per 90 last season, when I, when Emi Martinez got his break, he was first for that stat as well, which is, you know, it kind of proves you, it exactly proves your point of, this isn't Emery Martinez going through a good season like what Brad Guzan had, or I'm sure there's other plenty of Premier goalkeepers that have had you know, similar you know, brilliant seasons and then fallen off a little bit. But this yeah. is Emery Martinez continuing his form. So it's not that we picked up a goalkeeper and all of a sudden he's doing well. Yeah. It's we've picked up a goalkeeper who was doing well and is now you know consistently knocking up these stats that are just they just they speak for themselves. This you know, at uh, Villa we're we 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 are blessed with a goalkeeper now that. You know, he's keeping Tom Heaton um out of completely out you know, out of focus. We, we forget he's there and Jed Steer too, could have claimed a number one spot last season if it wasn't for injuries, you know, people forget how integral he was to our promotion season. So, you know, all these Jed Steer, Tom Heaton, you know, both could claim number one spot. So M- M- Martinez as you just say is in is is in the league of his own in some of these statistics and you know, measures that you know we can look at now. But know, as you say, um, incredible goalkeeper. But we're we're blessed to have him, and I don't know where we'd be without him coming of the season. Yeah, I think like I
1: was so surprised when we signed a goalkeeper. I thought we probably probably did need maybe someone uh, added to the department because mm. we didn't we we weren't going to use Kalinic. Nyland showed the glimpses, then there'd be a really sloppy or silly error, and we'd have to move on to put Reiner back in Reiner. Aging loan, Tom Heaton injures. We probably did need someone. I didn't, I just didn't expect it to be someone who is showing, if not elite, genuinely world class signs of being such a brilliant, brilliant goalkeeper and someone to be a true example. Just cannot believe he hasn't been capped by Argentina. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he should be. Yeah. Like, I can't see why. Why not? Yeah, yeah
0: I, I don't know. I think um, they'd still go with Romero. said so Romero from United, you know, who obviously isn't playing nowadays. Um, then you've got the goalkeepers like Matiasin from Porto, uh, You know, Rulli from uh, Villarreal. So, good calibre of goalkeepers, I suppose. But again, we can't forget him, and Martinez. Just because he's playing for Aston Villa, who weren't necessarily great last season, this is a goalkeeper who set standards at Arsenal, won them an FA Cup, won them, won them a Shield, beat Liverpool at Anfield through some amazing saves. You know, this is a goalkeeper on top of his game. But those, as I say, don't limit his ceiling. We don't know where he's going to go from here. Um, but he's certainly looking up rather than, um, you know, this is what I'm saying. This isn't his peak of form. He's got another levels to go to because he's already proved that. He's only 27. He's still got, you know, six years left at least. Um, and hopefully at least four or five of those will be at Villa.
1: Right. I think the final point then, uh, John, he's been in England 10 or so years now, <laughs> allegedly. He hasn't been capped by Argentina. They haven't bothered to cap him. He has been called up, but he hasn't been capped. <laughs> England don't really have a problem in goalkeepers. I mean, you could call up Tom Heaton in an emergency. Nick Pope is fantastic. Probably would you, they probably still would start Jordan Pickford just because of what he's the player he should be, even though he's having a really, really poor season. For me, I think Martinez very worthy of a call up and pro, definitely a cap if he's up for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not saying no to that. I just say uh, this, you, you must kind of have to compare him to world football. Um, so you say, you say, say, world class, you know if he's one of the best in the Premier League, you know, the Premier League sets different standards to yeah. the French League and, you know, different leagues like these. Um, so when we're comparing players in the Premier League, more often than not, that's going to be one of the best in, you know, Europe's top five leagues. So, you know, again, Martinez isn't going to be, um, you know, we, we must compare him to these great goalkeepers that are knocking around nowadays. Uh, and that's a testament to him. Um, so, yeah, there's absolutely no reason um, not to give him more caps, and he fully, would fully deserve them. And I'm sure any sort of World Cups or you know different tournaments, it's you know it's it's um, it's it certainly represent Aston Villa um, extremely well. It's great to
1: see. Perfect, John. Well, thank you very, very much for coming on because, I, I mean, we got a lot out of Martinez today, which is just such, you know, it's a great topic just to focus on one player and speak about because he's a fantastic player. I think there's a few more we could uh, go and speak about in the future, but I'd like to thank you for coming on. And uh, for a final time, where can people find you if they want to bug you about Martinez?
0: If they want to bug me about Martinez, yeah, mainly just my Twitter, uh, drop. John Townley11 is my Twitter handle. And then you can follow um, any of my sort of articles at villafan.com, um, the blog site. On there, and then yeah, there's plenty of other guys that are doing some great work uh, on that site. So yeah, be sure to check them out.
1: The last one was about Jed Steer. So I think he's uh, hitting uh, Martinez's age now. So should something <laughs> yeah, happen and he get his chance, he could be the next Martinez. Yeah,
0: yeah we'll re upload that article again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, cheers. Thank you very much for coming on, John. appreciate appreciate your time. James. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to AVFC Extra, an additional dose of Aston Villa content for you brought to you by the Claret and Blue podcast team. If you enjoyed the episode, please do get in touch with us, get involved in the comment sections, tweet us at ClaretBluePod or leave us a review on iTunes. We really do appreciate it. We'll catch you
0: again very soon with some more content. Until then, up the villa.